Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read every chapter on Visit Shonen Jump website, as well as another collected volume. My name is Jeremy. I'm yep. your host. And I'm Kevin, also your host. <laughs> I almost did it. I've been doing really well lately, actually. Yes. I got in my own head this time. We read Flame of Rekka Volume 2 this week because we're going to be reading Flame of Rekka and Bakugan. Bakuman. Bakuman. Yeah, Bakugan's a different thing that I don't know anything about. Yes. It's like Beyblade and Pokemon, but for the kids now. Yes. You know Beyblade's still a thing? Did I tell you the story of how I, like, when I was sick the last time, I was just, like, watching YouTube stuff and wandering around, and I found a dedicated YouTube to the Beyblade meta <laughs> with, like, daily videos and a million subscribers about how to build your bay? Yeah, that honestly doesn't surprise me. I mean, it more surprised me that that was a still a thing, because I remember it was a thing that kind of died, and then it came back and has been back for almost 10 years now, but yeah. my last experience was it was it was dead. Yeah. I'm sure there's some bad Beyblade manga we could read. Probably. But first, we have a bunch of Shonen Jump. I thought this week's Shonen Jump was pretty much hot fire. Yeah. Like, chapter to chapter. No One Piece was, like, the only thing that was not great about it. Yeah. They were killing it this week. Starting with Dr. Stone, Z equals 141, first team. What did you think of Dr. Stone this week, Kevin? I like Dr. Stone this week. So we get, I do like that they're like, yeah, we finally have the power to basically heal anyone on the planet. Except it's out of juice. <laughs> so yeah, we don't know if it runs on like quadruple A's or, yeah, I don't know, magic moon juice. Yep. So he's like, yeah, we got the petrification device, but it's running out of power. He was like, the last time I told it to do five meters one second and only expanded about a meter. Yeah, and we also find out that they were always told, hey, don't use the range too long. Yeah. And if you recall, at the end of the last arc, he covered the entire island with it. Yeah. But the reason that, like, sometimes with the electric devices, even when they're out of power, if you try to turn them on again, you'll get them on for a second. Yeah, you'll get, a, like, a flicker of power. So they all gather around... Subasa, Su- isn't it actually Sukasa? It might be Sukasa in my notes. Yeah, then it could be totally Sukasa. But Sukasa is definitely one of my favorite dot hack characters, so I might just see that name and think, "Yeah, Sukasa." Yep. But they gather around him, and his sister gets him revived. But Senku is left out of the revive or the petrification thing, so he still has the scars or his like cracking scars. And so I really like the moment when everyone else is like, because they've all been healed because they got hit with the petrification beam and then got revitalized by the water. And since they didn't take so long, they don't have the cracks on their face anymore, but they paint them on being like, we'll remove these once you do kind of thing. Yep. And also Sukasa has a fight with the new retainer guy. Yep. And he's like, oh, I'm not worthy to join you. And Senku's like, stop being an idiot. We need you to go invade the moon. Yes. Yeah, I really like that. I also like that he beats, he does beat the retainer, but he's like, hmm, maybe if he understood our modern martial arts, he'd be a lot. He's like, yeah, he's actually start, like, he was very close to me, and he clearly doesn't know anything about Kung Fu. Yep. He's a Frieza. He'll get golden if I just teach him some martial arts. Yep. Yeah, I quite like Dr. Stone, although it did not rank particularly well, because like I said, this issue is hot fire. Yep. Next, we have Demon Slayer, chapter 196, I Am. What did you think of this week's Demon Slayer, Kevin? Uh, the the moment with Nezuko turning human was just awesome. Like the whole the whole sequence of it. Like I really love the panel where she's got her like claws digging into the ground and then they like turn back into nails. And she's just like, I I am Nezuko, and that's like the first time she speaks. Yeah. 
it's a really well done scene. It basically takes up the entire chapter, except for at the end where there's more poison. And I actually didn't care for that end part. It actually didn't rank super high for me because of the ending. I thought that was kind of yeah, and I, cliche, even though the beginning, well, the majority of the chapter really with Nezuko is really strong. Yeah, I, I get that. But they kind of like they have to have some way to keep him in the fight. He's like, I'm just going to run. And then he's like, wait, why why can't I? And it was, you were actually injected with four kinds of poison. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that part, I mean, it's fine, but yeah, I don't need that. Anything else you want to say about Demon Slayer? It was super good. Yeah. So I'm not trying to gloss over that stuff. As always, the art was impeccable and it wasn't even fight scene art. Yep. But it was really just kind of like that scene. So it was, it took up most of the chapter, which was cool, but the, there isn't much to talk about besides go read it. Yeah. Next, we have Guardian of the Witch number five, Maiden, which is also a pretty good Guardian of the Witch. Yeah. In particular, I really like the joke in the middle where the enemy garden's like, I, why would you like abandon us and throw everything away? Also, I do not care. Like, like I won't go out of the reason. I was like, why did you ask then? <laughs> Yeah, I do really like that, because he starts to answer. He's like, no, I don't actually care. Why did you ask the question? It's mostly about that last panel, though, in contrast yes. to Demon Slayer, with Mufasa, like overpowering her collar, and then be like, no, wait, you'll get burned. And she's like, I don't care. And I do wonder if they just mean physical burns, or if this is going to have like a limit on her powers or something. Possibly. I'm I'm thinking it's going to be a a physical burn. Like They're like, oh my god, you'll burn yourself, because you're... Or maybe she will kind of burn out her powers temporarily because she's using so much of them. Yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah. We'll see where that goes next chapter. I don't know that I have much else to say about it because it's pretty much just fight scene except for that end bit. Yep. Which is still good. Well, yeah, it's exactly what I want on my shonen. Yep. So I'm here for it. Which brings us to, speaking of what I'm here for in my shonen, we never learned chapter 149, the ephemeral mermaid sprinkles into the promised X part eight. Yeah, it's good because it's We Never Learn, and it feels like a final chapter. Yes. I assume next week will be the actual final chapter. I don't know that for sure. He could definitely go on for another couple arcs if he really wanted to. Yep. But I know we're coming up on an ending, and that would be chapter 150. Yep. And it seems like all we have, like, I could easily see it being just an epilogue chapter. We will find out next week, I suppose. I think, I can't remember if I read somewhere, if it was just speculation that there's going to be, like, a, a couple of epilogue chapters and that's it, like... I could see that, too. I don't know either. I'm just speculating. Yeah, but We Never Learned was also just great. Yeah. I mean, because Nariyuki's like, hey, I sorry, I needed to answer you. I'm afraid I'll get in your way, but also please let me get in your way. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I did find the ending kind of odd, but it was just some like weirdness in the art. Like Once I figured out what was going on, I really liked it. I gotcha. But it seemed like it cut in the last panel, and I'm like, what is this? Okay. When really it's just a weirdness in the chibi art. Yeah. Like I couldn't read what was going on. Okay. But excellent chapter. There's a good kiss in it. Yes. And really, what else do you want out of the end of We Never Learn? Yeah. A harem. That's what I want. Oh, there was a roll credits sequence in there where they were like, in romantic interests, we never learn. It was like, roll credits. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing from CinemaSins. He always makes fun of the fact that Plenty of things put the title, like plenty of movies put the title into their dialogue. Yeah. I don't remember who does it, but I prefer the, that's the name of the show. <laughs> I Maybe that's just the Arrested Development joke, but I feel like I've seen a similar Sins-esque thing where that's what they do. Yeah, that could be fair. But I, since I watched 
CinemaSins a lot. Yeah. I just roll credits. <laughs> yeah, really, really good. And I just don't want to sit, talk much about it, honestly. Yep. Which brings us to My Hero Academia number 262, Miracle the number five hero. Which is also a lot better than My Hero Academia has been lately. Yes. It's too bad it's in this issue of Shonen Jump where everything was significantly better than it's been lately. Yeah, but again, I've been riding My Hero High, so this was this was awesome. We do get the explanation or the quirk explanation of the guy who can apparently create shields out of his body. And then Usuko, the, she's essentially like... Fropy, where she is a bunny girl and can do everything a bunny can, but way better. And we've been calling her end of her sidekick. And if she's the number five hero, I think we might have been in error there. I think so as well. I think she is her own thing. Like, I don't think she's part of Endeavor's agency, although she might be. Yeah, I mean, I could see the number five teaming up with the number one. It's not crazy. Yeah, but she might she might be on her own. Like, we just might have thought she was Endeavor's sidekick, but she's actually. Because clearly not everyone is part of the Endeavor agency. No, no, they got a bunch of people for this operation. Yes. That was clear up front. It's just the way she specifically talked to Midori at the beginning. And yeah. She looks very similar to a character that is Endeavor's sidekick if she is not. Yeah. And it's got a good cliffhanger at the end too with them figuring out Hawks must have leaked the information. Yeah. Even though, like they don't know it. They didn't like actually catch him, but yeah, they basically are like, it must have been him. Well, I think... I think it wasn't necessarily a, it must have been him. Hawks just finally was like, and it's time for me to bail and left. And he's like, oh my God. Like I ne- like I was watching him the whole time and I never actually, like I suspected him, but I never caught him doing anything. And now he's gone. Fuck. Yeah. In contrast to you, I've been kind of down on my hero lately. The anime has been super good, but also. That's the, what I meant by my hero. The I anime not. just adapted what I think is like. Not the best arc necessarily, but a high contender. And I feel like it's been, for better or worse, the manga downhill since that arc, mm-hmm. which makes me kind of I'm not like upset about the anime because I love the gentle criminal stuff, too. And there is good stuff I'm looking forward to. Yeah. But the arc before last, the one with the villains, we were both kind of down on. And this one is a similar thing. And this arc in particular is really reminding me of late Naruto. When he would be just be like, and this is a guy from the Rock Village we care about now. And we're going to do a quick story with him. I'm like, but I don't care. Where are all those characters you spend all that time setting up that I do care about? Yeah, well, I feel like Midori is going to show up because he was part of, like, clearly he was part of the, yes, the thing. Yes, I agree with you. It's just we've spent a long time with all these, like, pro heroes that I have no connection to. It's not like they are Endeavor and Hawks. Who, like, when we focus on Endeavor's story, I'm super into it. Yep. It's just my observation, and I hope it doesn't go that way, because I find My Hero and Naruto extremely comparable, Mm -hmm. and that is by far the weakest part of Naruto, Yeah, and I'm a little afraid we might get into it with My Hero here. I don't think so, because, like, so we might be introducing these two new pro heroes, but, like, there's tons of heroes that he's not focusing on at all, so I think he's just using them to tell this part of the story where really he's kind of focusing on the Doctor, and, like... The doctor's trying to power up Tomura. He's got him in the the healing tank thing and is like, all right, it's like 70% complete or whatever. So, like, I just need to survive until then. So, I think he's just using these two heroes to kind of tell that side of the story. Sure, but I'm just not interested in it. In the anime, this will be like two episodes and I'll play fine. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It just, like I said, I'm a little down on my hero lately in contrast to you. And I wanted to bring that up. Okay. Which will bring us to Samurai 8. Chapter 40, Loss of Support, 
which was a chapter I was super into. Yeah. It starts out with Ada teleporting Daruma and the Dogmaster using one of his samurai moves, because apparently samurai have control of space in addition to their armor power. So now the masters well, it, are it lost. It wasn't specifically... In space! Sp- yes. Well, it wasn't specifically space. He was like, samurai have the power to split or something like that. Or like, we have the power to rend. There, It was something along that lines. And he was like, why not space itself? So he sent them to like a pocket dimension, essentially. I just got the feeling that they got sent very far away. I got a, I got, because they mentioned that like they, they lost all their support and like couldn't see anything, that they got sent to a pocket dimension. Like, he literally stuck them in another dimension. I mean, that could be too. And at the same time, everybody on the ship decides to bail mm-hmm. because they realize, oh no, our masters are gone. Like, we, we have to get out of here or we will lose. Which just leaves Anne and Hachimaru to fight Ada. Well, it's because Ada teleports Ann oh, yeah. and Hachimaru away, and then the the young girl is like, we need to get out of here now, because she's the one who's had like the premonitions of things exploding. She's like, we need to run now, and so they do. They just listen to her, like, everyone got teleported away, time to bail, and they barely, like, they barely escape an explosion. Yeah. So Hachimaru gets destroyed because he's fighting the final boss now. Yes. Uh, he gets cut up into a bunch of pieces with the technique that leaves Samurai cut up. Yes. And is basically captured like, well, Anne's going to be the princess to all of your weird clone brothers now. Yes. You and, know, we can finally fulfill our plan. And since you won't die, we'll just use you to test blades. Yep. So, yeah, it's a pretty good Empire Strikes Back lack of hope moment. Yes. I found it really, really strong. Well, except for the very oh, end. Yeah, except for the end where uh, that character with no name's coming back. Nanashi, and I think he he's picked a name because it's there's something like seventh or something like that on his in one of the panels i remember something of there was like some kind of title or something like he doesn't say i have decided on a name but he's coming back and he's like hachimaru i've almost caught up to you yeah especially when drew was like well hachimaru is fucked there's uh no one to support him anymore yep. did you read the name of that chapter no <laughs> well no it's called it's called loss of support oh yeah i was making the joke but then nanachi is back yeah i'm coming yep yeah i, I really like that moment too of hachimaru's in the He's like, you're actually pretty strong-willed, so I think you'll survive for a very long time. Uh, yeah. But eventually you will break and die. Mm-hmm. But that's good for us, because that means we have you around longer. Yes. Yeah, super strong Samurai 8, I thought. Which, last but not least, will lead us to Act Age Scene 103, Weapon. Which is also, I thought, a very strong chapter. Yeah. What did you think of Act Age this week, Kevin? I really liked Act Age too. Like most of the chapters in here that I did really enjoy. I really like that even though the focus is on the actors, most of the focus on this play is on the director who's been, they're like, ah, like he was probably the one who thought to do it this way. And he was probably the one who thought to do it this way. And he's like, it's while the actors are doing their thing in the other play, it was all about the actors and the director didn't do anything except write it. And in this one, it seems like it's the director who was like, yeah, I just used, I'm using the actors to show what I want. Well, and he specifically, though, we see from his point of view, he's using their strengths. Yes. Like, Chiyoko is super beautiful and also wants to murder Kay. So those are her two strengths that I can use. And the guy from the start of the of where we were reading is super good at method. So that's his strength. He's really good at, it's not just method. It's, he's really good at copying things. Yeah. And I do like that they say, they're like, 
basically they're just going to do a cycle of like showing her really pretty face and just to having her do terrible. and have her do terrible things to just like create a loop yes of emotion in the audience and i really like that explanation for you know acting as shown in battle which yes. is something act age often struggles with yeah i really like that i also like the so they have the scene where the monkey king is supposed to show up and there's a bunch of fog and they're like wait he he's not there what what's going on and then it turned out he actually did show up he was just kind of crouching on all fours like a monkey and they get kind of into this animalistic fight rather than the scripted choreographed fight that team a had done they were going more animalistic with it like even princess iron fan like gets low to the ground and is attacking like an animal to kind of set that contrast but i just really like they were like what how how could the monkey king not show up oh he snuck in through the smoke because he was low to the stage yeah it's really good yeah that was pretty quick but when it's everything is super good there's not a lot to talk about and i kind of want to leave gaps to encourage people to go read them because all these chapters are available for free yeah. For three weeks, if you want to jump on any of these series. Yeah, that really was the main thing about it going so fast, was it was like, well, we don't want to talk too much about it, because just go read it. Yeah. Like, like, it's good. This is, I don't know if these are good jumping on points for maybe any of these series. Maybe Dr. Stone's an okay one. Yeah, Dr. Stone wouldn't be too bad. They're just starting this new arc. And Samurai 8 also started at the bottom is... I think not bad. Yeah. But everything is super good this week, in my opinion, except for a couple of low balls, which we'll talk about in Jump Card. Yeah. Jump card is the segment where we rank all the chapters we read from worst up to best, starting at the very bottom. Uh, 17, because of some stuff skipping this week. So what do you have at number 17, Kevin? I have a Gravity Boys at 17. Yeah, it's bad is the problem with it. Yep. It's not funny is really the biggest problem. Like, yes. Mitama and Mashal, like, we're, I think, generally not fans of the humor series. In Shonen Jump, I think that's proven out, given the way we rank things. It depends. Like, I think a lot of that is I do not have the same sense of humor that the general Japanese audience does. The young Japanese audience. The young yes. Japanese audience. So, like, if I find a humor series that I can mesh with, I'll like it. And I like series that sprinkle in humor. But when it's basically all humor, it kind of tends to not mesh well with me. And we never learn breaks the glass ceiling by really being about the acute emotional moments. Yes. And the humor is pretty secondary, although also it's good. But like a gravity voice is just absolutely not funny to me. I can't think of like one joke in the series I've enjoyed. Yeah. It's just dumb. Uh, what do you have at 16? I have me Tom at 16. Me too. <laughs> it's... At least made me smile once, but yeah, it's not a lot there yeah. for me. And what do you have at 15? I have Mashal at 15. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Why do you think Mashal beats the other two out? Is it just the novelty of it being newer? There's a little bit of that. And I generally, like, at least sort of laugh at one of the jokes in Mashal. Yeah, him literally burying the guy is actually yes. pretty funny. Yeah, like, 
so there's usually there's usually at least one bit where I'm like, all right, that was that was pretty funny. I liked that. I also think the weird like Harry Potter parody gives it this weird like extra slant to it. Like I dislike that about Mashal, but like I can't say it's not something I didn't don't expect, right? Yeah. So that's putting it over the other two where it's like, I literally just don't like Gravity Boys. Mitama just usually tends to fall flat for me. And Mashal is at least that weird bad. Yeah. It's not, I don't want to call it bad, but it's that weird interesting that it's like, well, it's it's not that I'm saying that it's good, but it's at least different enough to make me notice it more. Yeah. What do you have at 14? I actually have Zipman down at 14. <laughs> I, I, I think from here, everything above Zipman I think is good. So I think from here, our ratings might start to vary quite a bit. Yeah. But yeah, I have Zipman there too. It just... I want to like it, but I, I don't. Like, it's at least addressing the stuff that we've complained about, right? Somewhat. With his brother, but nothing really happens, and the fight scenes in Zipman are just, I think, very bad. And I think that's what's going to kill this manga. Probably. And that's a little sad, because it's like... Would you like to see the fight scene? They throw one attack and it's over. Oh. And it's not like a super well choreographed attack or anything. Yeah. Or visually impressive. No. It's usually like, you know, he landed a blow too fast to be seen, even to the reader. Then what is the point of it? <laughs> yeah. Please tell your story with visuals. Didn't you read Bakuman? <laughs> so I have Chainsaw Man at number 13. I liked Chainsaw Man. I really liked the assassin having the... She can move it like super speed. I was going to say, speaking of so fast that nobody can see it, yes. th- that's, this entire chapter is basically an attack so fast nobody can see it, right? Yes. But they spend an entire chapter on it, and it's the most I've liked Chainsaw Man in a really long time. I put it a bit higher than you did. Yeah, the ranking this thing was extremely hard. Well, yeah, of- everything above here I liked. Yes. So like I said, I really liked it too. I actually really liked the moment where she finally stops moving, and she's holding her sword, and it's like almost destroyed because it's been used so much and she has to like pull out another one and i like that uh, aki like blocks the attack at the last second yeah on because one he, of the people yeah because he has the future vision so he can like even though he couldn't track it he could be like her sword is gonna hit here now yeah even though i can't see her at the moment i really did like that as well yeah it's just one beat of a fight scene yes but and again spending an entire chapter on it is bold but i think it worked here yeah i do think it worked as well and even though this was an attack too fast for anybody to see. Like, they literally spent a whole chapter on it. Yeah, and they, you see all, you see every point of it, which is what I prefer. Yeah. Like the Sherlock Holmes, Guy Ritchie fight scenes. Man, that's a dated reference, Jeremy. Yeah. I put my hero at 13. Like I said, I feel like it's just been in a slump, and I definitely like this more than I've liked my hero lately. I gotcha. I feel like it's on the back foot. It's on the bottom of stuff I like. What do you have at 12? I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 12. I actually really liked this one, too. I like this a little bit more than Chainsaw Man because of the kind of explanation of the, the one guy's power. I always like power explanations of that kind of thing. Yeah, I thought it worked re- a lot better than the recent Jujutsu Kaisen for exactly those reasons. And, yeah. like, the fight choreography is good. And even the bit in the middle where he's like, ah, just a frontal, like, full-out attack. He's like, no, that's where that guy's thing. And yep. the main character, whose name I don't know because I don't care about Jujutsu Kaisen, just throws a car at the guy. Yes. I did really like. I always like when cars are used as melee weapons. Yes. Or thrown weapons. It's like a, just like a little treat for me. So I put Chainsaw Man at 12. Okay. I have Black Clover at 11. I just, I feel like this fight was good, but not as good as some of the other stuff in Shonen Jump. I have uh, Jujutsu Kaisen at 11. Okay. So 
What do you have at 10? I have Undead Unluck at 10. I do as well. I liked a lot about it. Yeah. Uh, but again, again, I like the fight scene, I guess, slightly better than the Jujutsu Kaisen one. I guess they're kind of comparable, right? Yep. I didn't love it as much as anything above it because there's not a lot of emotional weight to it. Yes. And I actually think everything above this has some emotional impact. Yes. Which is why it was such a good week for Shonen Jump. What do you have at nine? So I have Dr. Stone at nine. I just, I, I did really like all the stuff with Dr. Stone, but I just, I don't, it's been a while since Dr. Stone's been riding super high for me. Well, there was that one chapter with yeah. uh, the resolution, but it just kind of like, I don't mesh as well with all of these characters. So I was like, I still really liked it, but I just thought a lot of the other stuff was better. I have Mission Yosakura family at nine. I really like the stuff between Tayo and his wife. Yeah. That stuff was super cute, but it's a very similar chapter to the introduction of the like secret agency. Yeah. And I was sure that the information he got was going to in some way implicate the Yosakura family, whether that was genuine information or not. Yeah. And so it just seemed like a weird beat after the way the last chapter ended, even yeah. though I did still like it. Well, I mean, he doesn't know what the... Yeah, he hasn't read it yet. Yeah. That just seemed like a weird beat to me. Is yeah. more what I meant. That we yeah. don't start with that. That we're going a whole nother week. Yeah, I had it at number eight, so. Okay, I actually had Demon Slayer at eight, mostly because of the the ending. Okay. And I guess similar to last week, like, this is like what I expected, even though it was super good. Yep. So I had Samurai 8 at number seven. It's still really solid Samurai 8. And even though I appreciate the downbeat of a lot of the chapter, that just kind of like struck a bit of a downer note and I really liked Ninashi showing back up, but I felt like just that's kind of where it ended up. Like, again, it's, uh, it's really hard for me to go. I liked this one. Which one did you like more? Um, uh, all of them. <laughs> I have Dr. Stone at seven. Okay. I don't know. I have anything more to say about it. I really like the Sukasa turn though. Yeah, no, that was good. I have demon slayer at number six for, Oh, the same reason. The the Nezuko turning thing is great. And the poison thing doesn't bother me as much. But I I did get a chuckle out of, no, I actually poisoned you four times. That's some Slay the Spire stuff there. I have Black Clover at six. I think the stuff with I, with Noel and the villain is what pushed it up for me. Is that not Noel? Yeah, I was like, Noel's not even is there. Is she not? There's no. a character that I swore was Noel, and I was not sure. The one and with the black cat? I thought there was another girl, too. Is it just the one with the black cat? No, there's there's the shapeshift girl, I think, is also... Anyway, the one where it's like, hey, you would make a great wife. And she's like, what, excuse me? I thought that bit was really good. Yeah, because I don't think Noelle was in this chapter. Okay, I was not sure if it was her or not. So the the fight scene didn't confuse me. The character designed it. So that's different. Yeah. Although I don't think... Like, I'm very critical of Black Clover's arc. I don't think there's really any problem with character design in it. No. The characters that look similar are supposed to be siblings. So yes. I give that a slide. I, I also, like, I read it a couple of days ago, so I could be misremembering, but... I did think it was weird that Noelle was there, but I and so I was like, is that her? I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I think the, the whole fight was at the Black Bull's hideout, right? Yeah, and she's yeah. over Yeah, she's Yeah, she's... Okay. I think she's with the the water... Or yeah. the, the Water Kingdom Prince, or Princess, or whatever. The Heart Kingdom Princess, yeah. Heart Kingdom Princess, who has command of the Water Nymph, or Sylph. No. It's the water fairy. Yeah, there we go. What do you have at number five? I've got in the witch at number five. Same. It, Mostly on that ending. Yeah, that, that ending's great. The fight is also good, and I do love the joke of, why would you abandon us? No, 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 don't tell me. I don't care. 
What do you have at four? I have Act Agent number four. Same. <laughs> it's good. Like, I'm really glad that we ended up getting into this because initially it was like, oh, this seems kind of dumb. And now it's like, wow, this is really cool. I'm reading a, like, I like reading the slightly weird manga, like, you know, Food Wars. Um, I'm reading a cooking manga. This sounds weird. And now I'm reading an acting manga and being like, oh, I'm so invested. I, I had no idea. It's weird to make that comparison because I make it too, but they're good for such different reasons, right? Yeah, they're completely different. I more meant that they're, they're both definitely out of the box shonen. They're both definitely let's apply shonen tropes to non-battle. Let's yes. let's make a shonen battle anime that's not about battles. Yes, Actage is more serious about it though. Yes. What do you have at number three? I promise Neverland at number three. I really love the turn where. Isabella has, of course, turned on Peter Retiri. Yeah, I really like that, too. I did kind of expect that. I remember earlier when you were saying Ray, Emma, and Norman have to be Isabella. Yes. My kind of reservation about that was like, I think she's going to end up being on their side. I think I even mentioned that at one point. I was like, they were probably thinking Isabella is, um, like, I was trying to mean in the fact that she was more dangerous than Gotcha. Peter Retiri. Yeah, that's. But it's like kind of. Of course, she's going to side with her children over this dude who's kind of a douche about everything when he was like, oh, don't worry, I'll give you the world. And she was like, yeah, you said that to the demons like a week ago. Yeah. So not really going to trust you. Going to go with the kids who haven't murdered me. <laughs> I have Samurai 8 at number three. Okay. Uh, that ending panel is amazing, but all of the like the spare beats up to it are also really good. Yep. I had my hero at number two. I just really love the battle sequence with the bunny hero. I'm forgetting her name now. It's good. I wrote it down. Miracle. Miracle, yep. I honestly really like the sequence where she loses her arm. Because the one of the Nomu have a like a gravity quirk or some kind of like crushing quirk, and she gets her arm crushed and is still just fighting her way through it. Like, I really like that. It also probably helps that I've been reading through Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, who the main character of that is constantly called a rabbit. <laughs> okay. So, like, just a little bit of connection there. I've promised Neverland it, too. Okay. Uh, we never learns the king of the world until it's over, right? Yeah. Unless that... it just goes right off a cliff for some reason. I doubt the epilogues will do that. Me, too. It, there's a possibility, but at the very... they Like, they might not rank at the top of the top of the chart, Every time, because the if this is like the end of the major conclusion and we're done, but if they're just kind of epilogue chapters, they'll still be the, uh, oh man, I was really glad I saw that. Yeah, there can't be another emotional kiss like this, I guess. No. They've played that card. But yeah, it was super good. Super good series. I'm sad that we're, like I said, next week could be the last We Never Learned chapter. It would not surprise me in the least. It could be. It could not be. They could do the Food Wars thing, yeah, where they, definitely. they end it and then are like, yeah, we'll be getting... A couple of epilogue chapters, uh, maybe in a different publication or maybe in Jump. I just don't think We Never Learn needs that necessarily. No. In a way that Food Wars, I felt kind of did. Yeah. All right. That does it for Jump Card. We will be talking about Flame of Rekka after the break. So we read Flame of Rekka, Volume 2, this week. What did you think, Kevin? 
I enjoyed Flame of Rekka. There was only one instance that I thought was really weird, and I don't know if I was just reading the speech bubble wrong or what was going on, but that's when all of them are hanging out in Rekka's room, and the ogre and the ninja girl that I'm I'm bad with names. Fuko and Daimon. Are kind of poking fun at Princess. Yanagi. And I think at one point Rekka says, and she's kind of ugly, too. Yeah. And I was like, did, wait, is is Rekka supposed to be saying that, or is Domon saying that, or is Fumi saying that? Like, that's after she finds the boob manga, right? Yes. Yeah, it is. A, I found some odd lettering choices throughout. I don't know if that's a translation. We have to redraw these bubbles thing. Yeah, and I just, I, I was like, that doesn't seem like something Rekka would say. Like, he might tease her a little bit, but he literally calls her princess. Like, why would he say, and she's ugly, too? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be something more like plain. Yeah, and maybe that was, maybe it's just a translation thing. And so that's when she has the moment where she looks, or not right then, but when she looks down, she's like, oh, that's what Rek is interested in. Yeah. I do think it an odd titling thing where, what is it, five of the chapters are the water shinobi or something like that? Yeah. I mean, that, it just is the current arc, right? Yeah. It was just weird to have the, because it wasn't, it wasn't like part, I guess it wasn't part one, so that was kind of nice, but most of the other chapter titles haven't been, you know, the, you know, it wasn't the wind shinobi over and over again. It was for a couple chapters though. I just feel like it's the shonen trope of storylines get longer as they go on typically. Okay. Maybe, maybe that was just, I didn't notice it the first time and notice it this time because it was suddenly five chapters that all had that started with the same title and then had a colon and something else. I don't know if the titling was the same. It is odd to get titles in a Tokuban anyway. Yeah. I took notice of that. I think that's just because this this feels I don't know, I didn't look at publication dates or anything. I should since we're continuing the to read it, but it feels like an older style of translation. Like not any of the really weird stuff you get from the real early ones. Yeah. But like they were still figuring it out or they were trying their own thing that didn't stick yeah because like he calls her princess instead of hime which like more modern translations will do that kind of thing where they'll start tossing in the the japanese words and you're just supposed to know what it is not princess the hime specifically isn't necessarily something but there's like a lot of times where it's like instead of calling it flame man they called it recommend yeah, but and the one I noticed is at the end, the Hokage Ninja Clan comes up. Yeah. And they do not call it the Fire Shadow Ninja Clan. Yeah. And I almost started to wonder, I don't think so, if this is a little reason, but this has an older manga feel to me. Yeah. I think it's just because it hit right in that kind of center spot. It started in 1995. So that's post things like Yu Yu Hakusho and Dragon Ball. Yep. But it's in that Shaman King Yu-Gi-Oh era where people know they need to be like Dragon Ball, but they don't know what that means. Yeah. Because Naruto and One Piece haven't come out yet. Yes. I kind of wondered if Naruto took the term Hokage from this. I don't think it did looking at how close they were to each other, but I know that guy is not afraid to take names from other places. And yeah. it seems like a weird thing that that guy, the the Leaf Village is led by the Fire Shadow until yeah. he fleshes more of that out. Yeah. But anyway, the bulk of this volume is the conflict between Rekka and Tokia Mikagami, who has a basically a dagger that turns into a sword when liquid is applied to it. Yes. So he is a natural counter to Rekka because it is a water sword. Yep. 
and he's like, water extinguishes fire. I will be his natural foe. And creepy death lady is like, yes, you must kung fu fight him. Yes. Be- and which he wants to do because Yanagi looks like his sister. And he's like, ah, death lady is going to attack her because of you. Yep. So I need to rescue her. He He's really creepy and tries to do sister replacement stuff with her. Yes. So Rekka has to bust into a hall of mirrors and fight him again. Yeah. Well, I do like the, so he fights Rekka the first time and Rekka loses. And he he convinced Rekka, hey, you need to stay away. She, you know, as long as she's near you, she'll be in danger. And so he's like, in order to protect her, I have to push her away. So it kind of gets despondent. And she also gets despondent because she's like, hey, I wanted to go to the amusement park with Rekka. But like, he's avoiding me and he's not saying anything. Meanwhile, he's listlessly walking around through class and not feeling anything. And eventually his two friends show up and literally beat some sense into him. It's very uh, Yu Hakusho. show. Yes. Where it's like they have a fight and they're like, hey, you idiot. I can't believe you failed that, f- fell for that guy's stupid line about her being in danger. Like, thank God he didn't tell you to kill yourself. Yeah. And it's a pretty good fight. Yeah. In the House of Mirrors, too. Not, I don't quite like it as much as the Fuka one. I do like, though, they're addressing some of the tropes. Like, Death Lady's like, yes, now they have all fought so they can be friends and be shown in protagonists. Yes. As was my plan. Well, which is very Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes. I also like that. So, Rekka has a vision of the past where he's like, oh, hey, look, there's this, like, old-timey village. And that woman looks familiar. Oh, hey, look, that's a super cute baby. And then the woman is like, Rekka will become one with the flame or the some something like that. This is a good baby I got here. Yes. This is a good baby. And it turns out uh, Death Lady is his mom. Yeah. I mean, that was super heavily hinted in yes. volume one. But it's outright said here. Yeah. She's like, save me, my son. Because she, at one point, shows up and talks to Yonagi. Yeah. And is like, I never wanted to hurt you. There's someone else that's going to show up if Rekka continues down this path. And so I needed to make sure that he was tempered in fire beforehand. And also he had some strong friends. Yes. Like, I don't know, maybe a wind one and a water one and like an earthy one. Yeah. That seemed like it would be good. Uh, He's probably going to, Domon's probably going to pick up one of the tools. No, I assume Domon is going to be like the earth equivalent. Yes. He may, you know, not get any supernatural power. He might not, or he might pick up a tool. Because like they mentioned that. Except for Rekka, all of these people have ninja tools that help them out. Well, and like I assume Rekka's equivalent is going to be the fireworks he has. Yes. Yeah, the second, I don't want to say half, because the majority of the volume is dedicated to the water swordsman. Yeah, I'd say two-thirds of it are that water swordsman. But we also start another story that seems like it's going to go heavy into the background on the world. Yeah. Where there's a substitute history teacher, and Rekka loves history because he loves ninjas, and this substitute teacher also also loves ninjas. Yes. So they take over the class to just talk about ninjas, and then he invites uh, Rekka over to talk about ninjas, and Inagi comes with, um, and his wife is teases them yeah there's a lot of shipping in this manga yes I, like and domon and fuko's relationship is weird and that they seem to be shipping each they both seem to be shipping themselves yes but not acting on it no i think but, like I, not in like that teenage like pining for one another way like I, they'll study stuff to each other out loud yeah because i think at one point like at one she point, me- i think at one point she mentions they'll become a couple faster than we did i think that's another lettering thing because what she actually says because I took note of it is they'll become a faster a couple faster than we will ah which is a weird thing to say if you are a couple already yeah that makes 
more sense then. Well, it makes less sense, but. Yeah. But anyway, we find out about this Hokage ninja clan and how they had magic tools, basically. Yeah. So they, all the other ninjas were better ninjas, but these guys were able to make these special tools and had control over fire like wizards. So that's why they were able to reign supreme. Yeah. And we see specifically the water sword and the gauntlet, wind gauntlet that Fuko got. Yep. And then we also see the metal staff thing that one of the subsequent dudes uses. Yeah. Well, there's a shady, some shady politicians are like, we got to take out this history teacher. He knows too much. Yes. So they they send some ninja goons there, Rekka fights them, gets trashed, and that's where the volume ends. Yep. With history teacher and Yanagi kidnapped. Yes. And maybe history teacher's life bleeding out on the floor. She looks very similar to Yanagi, so I wasn't really sure. History teacher's wife, not yeah. life. I, yes. Sorry. Yeah. She gets, but the wood guy is like, oh, hey, look, it's a beautiful lady. No one will get mad because she was trying to stop us. And so he like impales her with a bunch of wood tentacles. Uh, they're roots, but they... To me, they look like, because like actual roots have a lot more stuff coming out of them. So they literally look like wooden tentacles to me than like actual roots or like they don't look like tree branches either. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying, which sets up a pretty nice next story. Yeah. I am still definitely really enjoying it. Like I said, it's got the vibe I remember Shaman King having. Yeah. And maybe Shaman King gets better. I just remember being real disappointed when we back went back to that. Yeah. It's got those real strong Yu Yu Hakusho vibes, like I said, and it's a series I had never really heard of. So again, thank you again to Prebell for recommending it to us. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about it, Kevin? Nope. All right, then. That will take us to personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment we do every week. Yes, every week. <laughs> where we rank... Manga characters from best to worst. At the very top, we have Mr. Uzumaki Naruto. Speaking of fire shadows. At number 66, the very bottom, we have that guy who is not Yamcha. From that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. And dead center, we have Maka from Soul Eater. Do we want to add someone from Bakuman since we forgot last week? Yes, I think we should. I think we should add the writer to have the other half of the pair. Whose name I definitely know and do not have to look up right now. Akita Takagi. Akito, I thinking, rather. I was thinking Takagi. Uh, well, maybe you're you're picking up some names. I don't think Takagi's as good as uh, Mashira, the no. artist. Do we think he's better than Luffy from One Piece? No. Yeah, I think I agree with you. He does have a more supporty. I just tend to like Luffy more. He's probably better than Goku, though, right? Yeah. The, the lesser Luffy. Yeah, because he's got he does have a lot of personality, and I do like Takagi. The midpoint between those two characters, oddly enough, is Rekka. I'm going to give it to Rekka. Okay. Uh, how do we think he compares to Ranma from one, Ranma 1 half? My gut says above? Yeah, I would. I was going to say the same. I really like, we don't get much of his internal conflict, at least in the first couple chapters of Bakuman, but I really like how he's, you know, he's kind of like pushing himself to try, and I like a lot of his backstory and kind of his motivation behind... You know, he's like, oh, everyone, I was a super genius, but like, I just want to write manga with you. That sounds super cool. The uh, final character to compare him to is Claire from Claymore. I also think he goes above her. Yeah. So Akito Takagi is at number 17 below Rekka and above Claire. So who do we want to take from Rekka? I think it's Yonagi. She probably makes the most sense, right? Yeah. First, we probably don't want to move Rekka yet, right? No. Currently, he's above 
Akita, who we just put below him, and below Uchiko Uraraka from My Hero Academia. Yeah. Yanagi's not as good as Rekka, I don't think. She's no. got a lot of love interest problems, right? Yes. Where she's got a lot of personality and character, so she's one of the better ones, but she doesn't have a lot of agency on the story at hand, right? She's, yeah. She's just she's usually adjacent kind of, to the plot. Yeah, she's just usually kind of there. Let's scroll down, look, see where I have some love interests. We must have some bad ones. No, I think Ochiko is our only love interest, so you're going to keep scrolling till the end. I thought we had one more. Let me look. You might be right, and then I, if you are. Technically, Bulma. Bulma's above Ochiko right now. I know, but I meant that's. I think that's the only other love interest on the We got list. the one from Cypher, I feel like. We got Cypher on here. That was my backup, is that I knew he was on here. Okay. Yeah, we got Roy Rang, for Cypher from Cypher. I think I like Yunagi a bit more. Yeah. Let's see. How do we think she compares to our favorite punching bag, Ichigo Kurosaki from Bleach? I think probably below Ichigo, if I'm being honest. Really? Yeah, honestly. I don't love Ichigo, but like I said, she has a lot of those like love interest problems where she needs more agency in the story, I feel, if she wants to go higher. Which she could gain as the story goes on. Yeah, that's true. But like when I think of Ichigo, I like he's a solid character. He's active on the plot. Yeah, I guess. If you want to like try to try to talk me out of it, feel free. Not nah, too much effort. Okay. How do you think she compares to Eren from Attack on Titan? I like her personally more than Eren. Also, I feel like she has better driving goals and like the chapter with her and Rekka with the kids was really nice. And that's something that, like, we haven't gotten even in the anime, which I haven't watched all of, with Eren, where he's just kind of like, I hate the Titans and want to murder all of them. It's like, okay, yeah, but, like, what else? No, that's it. Oh. Another character you're more invested in than I. How do you think she compares to Genos from One Punch Man? I think she's a bit better than Genos as well. While I do love Genos, he's kind of one-dimensional as well in the fact that he's like, I don't want to avenge my family. All right, then Yanagi Sakoshida will go above Genos and below Ichigo at number 38. And she's a character I could definitely see moving up if she gets treated better in the future. Yeah, like maybe she becomes the healer of the party rather than just the love interest. I mean, it's currently a pretty middle spot. She's five spots below Maka, who is dead center. Only four, actually. Yeah. So that's not a terrible position. No. That will about do it for this week. We're getting kind of short with the repeat series. I wonder if that's going to be a trend or not. We will see. Possibly. A lot of it also was we kind of breezed through the Shonen Jump. The Shonen Jump, for sure. Because it was good. Yep. So what are we going to be reading next week, Jeremy? So we are going to do a March Madness March this week. This week? This month. And do sports stuff in March. You know, other than Bakuman and Flame Flame Rekka. So we are going to go to Slam Dunk Volume 2 next week, because I really enjoyed that when we read it last year. Yeah. Hopefully I remember anything about it to continue enjoying it. Yeah. All right. In the meantime, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tom W. Emeritt. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can find past episodes of this show if you want to check out Flame of Recca Volume 1 as well as our other two shows, It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games. www.patreon.com slash lastpodcast is our Patreon page, 
where you can find bonus episodes mostly related to our other shows. But me and Kevin are going to be putting up What's a Gundam about once a month, I think, from now on on the Patreon. It'll get sporadic free releases in the It's a Gundam feed as we need it, but I think we're going to do monthly on the Patreon. So if you want to hear us talk about Gundam Wing and Kevin be perplexed by it, yes, that's where you can go. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Not this week. All right. Have a great week, guys. Stop.